I also love the buy-in you have to have of that world of like, cool, anyone on the street is willing to fight at any time. Yeah. It's always, it is 100% consensual at all times to fight anyone. Hi there, Grandma. Split fight. Hilarious. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that helps your enemies and then says, nah, I don't need any part of that reward. I want to be home. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, what's home to you? I'm ignoring your prompt. Rupert is the most ride-or-die human being I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Explain. He is like, I'm here for the homies. At all times. He is here for the homies. He's the, always here for the homies. The homies seem to be who's ever around him at any time. No, it's his tribe. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> no, what is home to me? Yeah. This is weird. Okay. Home to me... So, like, freedom is very important to me. And not like that, like, I'm American freedom. <laughs> but, like, I've always had a car, even though I don't love having a car in the city, because the ability to just get in a car and go somewhere is important to me. Yeah. And so, like, the first, one of the first places that, like, was freedom to me was, of all places, McDonald's. Because it was in walking distance of my house. Okay. Didn't cost a lot of money. And you could, and, like, you, they weren't gonna, like, kick you out after, like, 20 minutes or whatever. Like, the only other place that were within walking distance were, like, gas stations. Or, like, actual restaurants. Sure. So it was like, all right. So, like, my McDonald's meal is, like, ah, Nostalgia. Yeah, okay. I get it. Even though I feel sick after I eat it. (laughs) Well, I mean, you win some, you lose some, right? What about you, Steven? (laughs) What's home to me? Yeah. I don't know. I felt like I've been traveling so much and done, been in so many different places that home is kind of skewed. But now that I've, like, bought this, I bought this condo with my fiance. We bought this condo. We've kind of, like, re furniturized the entire place. That is a word. Furnished is the word I was looking for. Sure is. We refurnished the entire place. We added our own personal touches, and now it's actually feeling like this is ours. Whereas before, I'm like, I don't know. I'm renting a place. I'm I'm here temporarily. My home's in Minnesota. Right? I haven't lived in Minnesota in like 10 years now. That's so interesting, because me traveling around, albeit not on like a ship and stuff, but like moving from from different apartments or whatever home is like outside of like a meal but like you're talking about like i never felt like i was like oh my home is in michigan it was like oh my home is wherever my stuff is or like honestly where my desktop computer is funny story (laughs) so i worked a summer stock contract um in college and i worked a couple but i the one of them i worked in college i actually liked i I had bought a desktop computer before transferring from community college to four-year college. Mm-hmm. And I did that because my laptop got stolen. It's this whole long story. I was looking for it on Craigslist. And I was like, wait, that is a desktop computer that I can refurbish and has some good parts in it. Great. I'm going to do that. However, not known for being incredibly portable, but I definitely dragged it with me to Summerstock. <laughs> Everywhere I've ever lived, I've had that fucking desktop computer with me since like 2014. Did you bring that to the stunt show? No, I did not bring it to the stunt show. I okay. did have to buy a laptop for the stunt show because I wasn't convinced that we would have the means necessary. And like, you, I was like... You were correct. Yeah, yeah. I was sort of like, I don't trust that our housing is going to be able to support this, <laughs> including internet, so I'm just going to get a laptop. And I had to get it for work okay. anyway because I was working remotely. So that that that's the only place I've not had it with me since 2014 for more than, like, a vacation. Nice. Nice. I'm codependent with my computer. That's fair. We've we've grown to, in the computer age that that's just the way it is. Truth. Speaking of the way it is, emails. If you want to email us, feel free to do so. Send us an email, survivortbt at gmail.com, or you can message us on Twitter, at survivortbt, or reddit u slash survivortbt. We got two emails today. We got one from Josh. Josh sending us the email. I guess it's a two-parter, so it's one and a half. Survivor's always been pretty bad with preventing spoilers. Casts are usually leaked as soon as they leave the island, and they are stalked online to see who they follow on social media slash weight loss comparisons. 
Pearl Islands had the mm. final two leak correctly. 41 had spoilers that were mostly accurate, except for the swapping of two people as a troll. And 42 had everything leaked almost immediately, including the nitty-gritty details. I did hear that, actually. Oh, I remember really? when 42 was airing, I remember hearing that the whole thing had been leaked. Yeah. It seems like, because I was actually active in the Survivor subreddit, just on the episode threads. Like, I never did anything but go to, like, the 42 episode threads. Sure. I remember seeing people be like, why are, like, referencing, like, why are we even watching I know all the, or like, you know, I knew this was coming. But those are very few and far between, and I feel like the community, and correct me if I'm wrong, sort of, like, self-insulates from spoilers if it's spoiled before it airs at this point. Like, if they want to. Some people are gonna go seek them out, of course. Of course. Yeah. I'm not that person. I'm like... You, people who are digging that stuff great don't bring it up into like the popular social media sphere because i don't sure. want to see that shit yeah that drives me nuts but yes survivor is also a very random game if lillian gets a better tribe she po- could possibly do a lot better in the same way kathy's team carried her throughout the early period where she would have been voted out had her team lost yes yeah that's entirely true there's a lot of variance yeah I just didn't see any, but you're right. I was just saying I didn't see any growth from Lillian, but yeah, like if Kathy's team had lost early and she got voted off, we would have been talking about her the same way as Lillian. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. And apparently Australian Survivor had a ton of immunity challenges that were similar to the last challenge that we, that was on there. Which one was that? Uh, oh, the hold the rope back. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Yep. And then the second part of that email that came in, legitimately one minute later. And no sooner do I send this that I see that the Survivor 46 cast is leaked online. (laughs) Hilarious. Coincidence? I think not. He's the leaker. I love it. (laughs) He's Deep Throat or whoever the person was that leaked. Yeah, he's Deep Throat. I believe Deep Throat was the Watergate scandal. Yes, he was. I just couldn't remember. Chill One. That's who. Yeah, he's Chill One. Josh is Chill One. (laughs) I love to see it. I'm, I'm here for the conspiracy theory on that one. Oh, we're in talk conspiracy theory this episode. Okay. Also, an email from Carl. Carl's episode three email. Hoofhearted is a fantastic pun. You said you came up with that? Props. I did not come up with that. That was the name of a real horse that did well at a, on a race. So there's a video of someone online shouting, Hoofhearted! Hoofhearted around the turn! Hoofhearted in... It's like, it's great. Mm, perfect. Good stuff. I love Austin at the RC taking his boat away from the action and then sinking it by standing up. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. What a fail. Apparently, John had Michelle's glasses in his socks in the initial swim to the beach so they wouldn't get broken. Therefore, he wasn't kicking his legs while he was swimming. Not that that really matters, but there you go. That's why I wasn't using his legs. All right. Yeah. Also... That's... Okay, wait. No, I'm not letting that go by. Okay, go ahead. Why is that a safer place to put your glasses... Than, than on your face? Than on your face. Or, like, why, like, if you're going to put them in, in your socks to protect them, put the sock in your hand. Sure. Don't leave it on your foot. Have you ever swam in open ocean? <sighs> Not really. It's, you get smacked in the face quite a bit. Okay. So, I get it. Okay. Is that a better option? Probably not. But, <laughs> it's a creative one. Sure, yeah, I guess I'll give him that. Yeah. Also love Krista's penchant for repeating herself. Like, it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted to get out of there. I'll be watching for that now. I've been Uh letting that go by. I never noticed that the tribe flag started here. I wonder if it was an idea they had because of the pirate theme, because of pirates having flags and all. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Don't know why they waited till the third episode, but (laughs) yeah, or the fourth episode, whatever it was. I am 1000% Team Jared for this one. I thought... IC was stellar. What is IC? Immunity challenge. Immunity challenge. Oh, the that. Rope. Mainly because of all the emotional tension. I think it works really well as a team challenge because it gives Austin the added pressure of not wanting to let his team down, figuratively and literally. That's <laughs> yeah, fair. I my brain is so confused sometimes when I read these emails because I was editing episode four today. It fucks with your brain. While we're talking about episode three, and I'm like, yeah, the last challenge? Oh <laughs> no, never mind. Yes. Also, I know I noticed Burton sat it out. I have no idea why they did that. On the that immunity challenge? Yeah. 
Probably because you can't sit people out two challenges in a row. And what does it matter if the first person's holding it for five minutes yeah. or ten minutes? Like Burton being up in front doesn't change anything. That's kind of my take on it too. Is they're like, it doesn't matter. It's all on Rupert. Yeah, right. You want Rupert and maybe like Sean as like the second to last person. And even then, who cares? Yeah. I thought Andrew was pretty condescending to Lil when he was telling her the person who leaves should just accept it for the good of the team. Man, this is not Survivor Jonestown. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't talk about that. I kind of immediately took Andrew's side because I've been seeing him as the one person trying to get a bunch of people who don't want to communicate or get along together. And he's very rational and very well-spoken because he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But I think that's right. I think that's true. It is pretty condescending. Yeah, I think he was trying to do that thing like where he, he brings her to a, a crowded restaurant and he's like, no, don't make a scene. Like, yeah. But you're going home tonight. Yeah, it's a weird thing to tell someone how they should feel. Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't overreact here. <laughs> Morgan has a discussion about what does Lil do that Dara can't as a way to justify keeping Dara. And then Dara literally says to tribal cancel, I can't make fire. Right, yeah, no, I, Dara is an idiot in that tribal. <laughs> She's like, this is why you should get rid of me. Yeah. Blows my mind. BT dubs, like, all the things that we were talking about before. Fuck me, right? I guess I should probably go home, huh? She's so lucky that Lillian does not work well with anyone on her tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the quote from Andrew about, I haven't seen any intelligence from Dara, doesn't mean it's not there. That sent me. <laughs> Beautiful. That's that's all we got there. A little, little note at the end, but that's for me. Yeah. Anything else? You look so pleased with yourself. I like, am there's a pleased. little secret between you and our listeners. I love when people compliment me and say, Ooh, you handled that really well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So. One day you should go back and tell me some of those from seasons that we finished. Oh, sure. Because that would be interesting. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah. I, I want to know how I'm being manipulated. Well, you'll find out soon enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Do you know what else you're going to find soon enough? A bumper. So this episode came out on October 16th of 2003 couple things that happened in the week between episodes. Shirin Abadi is awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for her significant and pioneering efforts for democracy and human rights, making her the first Iranian Muslim woman to receive the prize. What she do? Doesn't say anything specifically. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I could look it up. It, yeah. it, the, the Where I pulled the information from doesn't say it specifically, but she's a lawyer and human rights activist. Sure. So I think it was probably for her body of work. Yeah. And then China launches Shenzhou 5, its first manned space mission. Hmm. Also, the Cubs lost in the league, in the MLB National League Championship, but I don't care about baseball, so I left it out. That's part of the curse. Yeah. Sure. That was broken. Yeah, they did it. The number one song is still Baby Boy by Beyonce featuring Sean Paul. Baby Boy is And then the top five movies. Okay. I did the laugh there. I didn't read anything beyond number three when I pulled these up, and number five is funny. Good Boy. Oh my. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Intolerable Cruelty. These sound like they were made out of a fucking random name generator. This does sound like fake movie titles that you would put in your other movie. But the the top three at least have two recognizable names. School of Rock has fallen all the way down to number three. Okay. Already. Wow. Mystic River is number two. Don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Can't imagine we up there long. That would be the one we talked about. But number one... Kill Bill Volume 1. Ah. This is the week that Kill Bill released. Okay. Kill Bill. How do you feel about Kill Bill? I'm not, like, big on Tarantino. I'm appreciative of the action sequence and the fight Mm. combat. The -the over-the-top graphic, like, gratuitous violence and blood spray. That's not my thing. Sure. Tarantino, for me, is not someone who I seek out, but, like, his hits fucking hit, man. They do. They do. What do you think is the Rotten Tomato score for Kill Bill? Oh, that's a tough one. I know. I'm going to say audience score, 86. Critic or audience, or do you want to use that one for both? Well, I said audience score. Oh, you said audience score, 86. Yes. Okay. 81. Okay. Really close. Critic score, 72. 
85. Wow. Critics like it a little bit more than audiences. Okay. I guess I should have seen that one coming. Yeah. Because it it did have, like, critical acclaim. Yeah. It's... I I really like that movie. I never saw Volume 2. I heard it wasn't very good. So I just didn't bother. We'll leave it at one. We'll leave it... Well, until we get to two's release in uh, season 12 or whatever. It could come on an off point. That's true. A vacation for Jeff (laughs) is what we'll call it. Sure. I guess when it's airing, that's vacation for Jeff. That's gotta be kind of fun for him. Having vacation? Well, yes, of course. But like (laughs) when it's airing and he's not working and just be like, I imagine he probably gets people asking him questions or like talking about the last episode. Maybe not so much anymore. I don't know. But especially back in back. Now he has a podcast to do it. True. Yeah. So he's filling his time between seasons by recording the podcast. Speaking of podcasts. Yeah, that's us. (laughs) Let's get into the episode. Episode five. Everyone's hero. And they see that a hero can save us. Yes, he is. And it's Rupert. First of all, I want to... So, I think the last three episodes I point out something in the recap. This season feels like the start of them really trying to create narratives. Now, mind you, not to say the season before this haven't had narrative. That's what we talk about. Mm -hmm. This feels like the first time Jeff and the... Maybe the editors have always been in on narrative because that's kind of their job. But all of production is in on narrative. Like, Jeff's throwing out these little quips of, like, voted for Burton, including Sean. And, like, like almost commenting on the story that's taking place. You're talking, like, the the last time on Survivor? I'm not, like, the creation and formula of this entire season. Okay. But I've noticed it in the starkest difference because it's literally just black and white for the recaps. But even all the stuff we've talked about up to this point... The theming being so strong, the injection of drama through challenges that are much more confrontational, creating circumstances that are much more confrontational. It feels like they're not afraid now to, sure, and like casting's always had their narratives too. They're looking for specific types of people, but they're not afraid to be more open about the fact that they are that they also see the narrative if that makes sense sure yeah yeah it feels like there's been a wall between them for a long time of like most of production and jeff on one side like nope we're just we're just the facilitators we're just the game managers we're just here to make sure that everything's like going right and the editors create and the editors like piecing together no one dies yeah make sure that no one dies although they seem to do a bad job of that too (laughs) and now they're like okay you trust us to not put our thumb on the scale too much, which I don't. But uh, <laughs> during the season now, we're going to, once it's shot, or even like in real time sometimes between days, talk more to the narrative that is unfolding before our eyes. Sure. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Hmm? Yeah. It's, I don't know. They, they keep testing things out. They keep seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. But it does feel more involved and does feel more intentional. Yes, that's a good word for it. Intentional. Yes, a lot of what Survivor's doing is more intentional than before when they fall ass backwards into something <laughs> and say, oh, we kind of like that. Yeah, let's keep that. Yeah, it's it's sort of like, I mean, I, I've mentioned D&D on the last few podcasts, but the way that someone would DM, like either, the or write, garden style, where like you plant seeds and you watch what grows and then you try to highlight those things, mm-hmm. or you have a narrative... And you're going to sort of dictate what that is. And I'm not saying they're doing that. It's it's just, it's becoming more in that direction than it was before, which was almost none whatsoever except by editors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this episode opens up and I just read, this was my note. Well, well, well. Looks like Sean knows what's going on. And we get some, a little, a little backstory that we didn't get pre-vote. Yeah. That. Johnny Fairplay let Sean know what was going to happen. He's like, hey, your buddy Burton, he's gone. He's toast. He's fucking dead. It's, uh, it'd be in your best interest to vote with us. Johnny Fairplay's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Why? Several reasons. This is a stupid move for several reasons. Okay. I mean, first of all, throwing the challenge is the stupidest thing I'm, that we might have seen on a team level mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. Like, individuals have made stupider decisions, but that might be the stupidest team decision that has been made so far. I, this has no benefit to you, Johnny. Zero. Now, I guess one thing, okay, it has one benefit, because they do know, emer- or they think at least, Emerge is coming up, like, mm-hmm. next episode or the episode after that. 
you put Michelle on the bottom, great. If you guys lose one immunity challenge, Michelle probably goes. She does. But you you kind of stab Sean in the back. Do you think this is going to change that? And if it does, that means Sean takes your place in the alliance, possibly. Mm. What is the upside for you? So here's what I'm thinking is going through his thoughts, is that Johnny knows who's going home. Yes. Johnny sees that, and he's also weighing the fact that he has ties on both sides. Remember, it was Johnny's choice. So not Johnny sees who's going Correct. home. Johnny decides who's going so home. So he is using this as a way to say, I'm still making, like, I am making peace with both sides, even though I have to pick a side. He's trying to get the the leftovers of the meal he just had. Maybe. I feel like Johnny just likes to feel like he's in control and likes to feel like a puppet master. And unlike Rob, who will keep that shit to himself mm-hmm. and tell us, Johnny is a loudmouth who has to tell everyone around him how cool he is at all times. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. That's fair. Yeah. And so we're going through all this and Michelle is pissed. Yeah. And then Johnny rubs salt in the fucking wound. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't worry, Michelle. We all know who you voted for. Uh-huh. We're not going to hold it against you. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Again, he's setting up an order, though. He knows exactly what he's doing. Well, to me, looking at it, it looks like he knows exactly what he's doing. He's just being like, hey, look, you're going next. And and guess what? Mind you, I want to go back to to the to how stupid it was to tell Sean for a minute. Yeah. Sean was a good soldier and played along and went, that's my best option. I'm going to vote for Burton and I'm going to badmouth him when I get to camp. Although we see that people don't believe him. Yeah. That doesn't work. There's a flip side to Sean's reaction. There's another thing he could have done. He could have sat down at Tribal and he could have blown it all the fuck up. He could have gone, hey, um, so you guys trust Johnny Fairplay, right? And they, mm-hmm. and they probably get some type of answer that goes, cool, yeah, he told me who you're voting for. Yeah. He has been pretending to be in alliance with me and what's stopping him from the minute we merge from pretending to be in alliance with you. Have we seen anyone blow up someone's spot at Tribal Council yet? I don't know. I feel like we've definitely had... We've, we've had moments. I was going to say, we've, we've definitely had moments. I think it was... I think in Marquesas we did. Somebody, I think, I think somebody blew up Boston Rob's spot. I'm just waiting for, like, the big moment where we're both like, oh, there it is. Yeah. And I don't think we've had that yet. And Sean's not the person to do that. No. Like, he just doesn't have that level of strategy or charisma. Mm. But you put yourself at so much risk for so little reward by telling Sean. That's fair. No. I agree. Anything else you want to talk about there? No, that's a lot of it. That's that's sort of like the the nightcap on the last episode that we just didn't get in yeah. the last episode. Jared, so. Jared angry. Jared smash. No, not angry. Just like, this fucking idiot. And I, I like, it's going to catch up to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. Okay. At the Morgan tribe... It's Rupert time, baby. <laughs> Fucking love Rupert. I would watch. I would watch hours of Rupert time. Rupert, Rupert. This is the moment that we didn't get to see from the last episode of Rupert hanging out at this tribe and being like, "The fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> you guys are so incompetent, and I don't know how you've survived this long, and they really haven't." And I won't talk about it for long. Like you can talk about whatever you want, baby. Well, I just don't want every episode to turn into "God, I love Rupert so much." <laughs> Although that's kind of what the show's doing. Yeah, a little bit. He hand he navigates this from what we see. We only see snippets, but he navigates this so well mm-hmm. because he obviously knows better than everyone else there. This actually reminds me a little bit of have you seen Parks and Rec. Yes, the episode where Ron Swanson comes on to promote something on like local access television, and the talk host is like too hungover and like falls asleep, and he's just fielding calls about like different like oh yeah this is how you trim your hedges better like all this stuff i'm like oh that's rupert rupert's on the talk show and just telling people but he's not coming in and being like you guys are idiots do it this way Mm -hmm. he's not coming in with any smugness he's not coming in with any type of okay guys like i'm your leader for the next two days he's he he sits and he waits till people are asking his opinion he keeps his thoughts to himself and to us and 
he just works with them. And the, I mean, we get one moment that supports my theory of hangry Rupert would not be a great time to have in camp <laughs> because he's a little hangry. And apparently off camera, he yelled at Rhino for dropping a fish in the water. Like that's what Rupert said is like, I screamed at him and I shouldn't have. Oh no, that they showed it on camera. They show the like immediate him. It's not really yelling at him. It's just like a generalized yelling. Oh, that, I didn't. I guess. I guess I expected something it to be more dramatic because I it, didn't take that as yelling. It was definitely like in Ryan's face, though. Okay. So I, I, if I were Ryan, I'd be like, "Fuck, I'm sorry." <laughs> so just all that to say, that isn't being the smartest person on that tribe when it comes to survival. I think he is on Morgan in the game. He's the smartest person in the game when it comes to survival, from what we see. Correct. And yet not being patronizing or smug or like even acts, obviously never his intention, but like even coming off that way accidentally, Mm -hmm. like he just comes off as a giant teddy bear that everyone wants to have around and help him except maybe to Austin. The the difference between him, provider of fish and Richard Hatch, provider of fish, very different. Yeah. He's just out there because he's like, I like fishing and I'm hungry and so I I do it. Yeah. Richard Hatch would have intentionally not caught fish so that that team was starving more. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Rupert, his first instinct is to help. I, I consider Rupert to be the best contestant that cannot win in any season so far. Like, I think you can put Rupert in 40 seasons, and I don't think Rupert wins a single fucking season. Why do you say that? Because everyone knows that Rupert would win the season. Mm. He has zero, zero... He has negative ability to do threat management. He doesn't even want to do threat management. He (laughs) wants to go there and compete as hard as he can and be everyone's friend and get voted out when it's his time to get voted out. Mm. I mean, I'm sure he's not going to take it well, but (laughs) there's no world in which Rupert ever wins a season, and I cannot wait to be wrong because... Because I'm wrong about everything always. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess one question. I know we've ranted a little bit about this. Rupert helps and does like a lot of work for this tribe. And I'll, I'll give brief overview here. He, We move the shelter because he's like, yeah, it's going to get worse with this rising tide before it gets better. So you've got to move your shelter. Yeah. And Austin throws a hissy fit about it austin does austin is very upset about it so they go they like have their little meeting and rupert stays to the side he's like i'm not gonna be part of this yeah but then they're like yeah we're gonna move it and he's like all right we're moving it and he does that he teaches rhino how to fish he teaches like so many things to these people would you do this or would you play dumb fuck no this is the stupidest possible thing you could do like so Cool, Rupert, you've made ties with all these people, but Rupert is also an incredibly tribal person. And that's what I mean as, like, he is ride or die. Like, he is a team player, fucking TM. He is... I I don't... Rupert hasn't talked about his game fucking once. (laughs) Everything for him is Drake. Team Drake. He... When Burton comes to him and is like, we should throw a challenge, he talks about, like, he would be shot for treason. Like, he considers... He is so loyal. So I... I... It's not like he's going in there being like, oh, cool, so then I can, like maneuver the people of Morgan I can like flip and be on their side and have the numbers like he's never gonna do that unless maybe maybe if the tribe if he catches wind that like people on Drake are trying to betray him maybe I don't know what happens after the merge but no I would go in and I would yeah I'd play a little dumb or I'd I'd sit around and like I'd do the easy jobs like I wouldn't do nothing Mm -hmm. I'd make friends I'd do the easy jobs I wouldn't go in the tribe and try to be their fucking hero yeah because and now you've put a giant target on your back. I don't know. I could I could look at it in the same way of being like, hey, I've helped them. Maybe when we merge, like, I'm in a better... They're not going to pick me off first. Sure. They're going to, like, we're going to work together at least. Yeah, and that does seem to be his, his theory of the case. And he even tells the tribe when he gets back, he's like, I have information on them now. Like, I hope I can use it with you guys. Mm-hmm. It's... It is who he is. He's staying true to who he is as a person, and I do think people will recognize that. But it's a really scary and vulnerable position to put yourself in because you could be the vote that everyone gets, literally, like, everyone else gets together and goes, guys, we got to get rid of Rupert. Guys. Like, he can win every challenge on his own, uh-huh. and everyone here loves him. We will not beat him, so we have to vote him out. <laughs> when do you think that happens? That's a great question. 
I don't know. And I think it will be emotionally difficult. Ooh. I'm wondering if, if Johnny Fairplay is the filthy axe done at a, at a reasonable price <laughs> who has to axe. pull the trigger on him. But, <laughs> God, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Because it's not if, it's when. Okay. Cool. The, I mean, we've basically covered a long section here. Yeah. Uh, Drake has a little aside about, what if Rupert flips? What if Rupert becomes one of the Morgans? I feel like they made them say this. Like, I feel like the camera people had a gun and were like, talk about what if he flips. And they're like, he's not going to fucking flip. <laughs> like, just, I just don't even, I don't believe that they believed it when they were talking about yeah. it. It was such a short aside that there, there clearly wasn't much of a conversation about it. And even most of that aside was them being like, what if he says too much by accident? Yeah. It wasn't like, what if he betrays us? It's like, what if he says something stupid? Yeah. And then we flip back to Morgan and we're doing the fish scene. And they've been using the sling spear wrong yeah like the entire time they were just like throwing the spear which is uh, very upsetting you have nothing but time how have you not been experimenting with this yeah i would hope they would learn eventually but it does not look like they were going to no it seems like they just sit around and argue yeah and rupert even gives us the aside of like man these guys are not unified whatsoever until the end of the episode until the end of the episode so i okay this is conspiracy theory time do 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 what do now that they didn't do it for this immunity challenge what do you think of the you get to kidnap somebody on the other tribe when do you think that was planned because part of me <laughs> thinks it was planned in res- like production planned it in response to them throwing the challenge honestly I think that's a very valid option. I really think that's the case. Because, like, they, obviously they didn't have to take Rupert, but, like, hmm. the tribe's probably going to take Rupert. You've seen how well he survives on the other tribe, and you know that, that, like, evens up the numbers and creates drama, and you probably want to disincentivize people from throwing challenges in the future. Mm-hmm. Do you think that had Drake won that challenge, they would have taken someone from Morgan? Or do you think he had a second note in his pocket for the other tribe? That's a good question. I think probably. Like, I think when you when you, when you you commit to that, you're gonna... But then again, Jeff didn't... I don't think Jeff pulled it out. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't think Jeff pulled it out till after they had sat their people. No, that's not true. No, that's, he, not no, true. that's not true at all. Nope, I'm wrong. Nope. Remember that from the record. Yeah, I mean, I guess you'd have to. But I think this is one of those, one of those times where, like, Jeff wasn't a producer yet. And Mark Burnett got wind of this. And added this in because yeah. this the timing is way too coincidental if it was done more than once then i would give it some benefit of the doubt but to, to do it once at the time that somebody's throwing a challenge perfect point yeah i love it i hope somebody gives us some lore about that hmm. i hope so too yeah and then just to cap all this off with a nice little quote from rhino probably the smartest thing we did was get a hold of rupert yeah and they're correct it could not have been a better choice. He's a one-man tribe. Yeah. is the provider. Do you think that Drake would have won even half the challenges they did without Rupert? Like, put in... Remove Rupert, put in... I don't know. Fucking Hunter from season four. Like, a, another, like, kind of big, strong guy. I think it would have been much more 50-50 than what we saw yeah. in the first three episodes. I think Rupert is just a man beast and is uh, very, very talented and very, very likable. God, I love him. God, I love him. Anyway, we get to a reward challenge. We have a, a multi-stage challenge, which th- there's a lot going on here. And I want to break it down. We have the boat section where you go out in a boat. You're steering boats to places where you can get puzzle pieces and going down, diving down into the water, untying them, bringing them up. There are three of those. Cool. You have to then go around a little buoy, come back to shore, and then one person has to go off into the woods on like a mini sprint uh, to go collect a golden idol. Sure. Sure. And from a well. From a well, a Spanish well. They they say that. That's important. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they did walk up and I heard it go, Mi amo well. <laughs> Well, well, well. (laughs) And then they have to put together their puzzle pieces, which are ladder rungs, make a ladder, and then bring the idol up to the top. What do you think of this challenge? I think it's a 
good challenge minus the sprint off into the woods. I think the puzzle is too easy. I agree the puzzle is too easy. Yeah. I, I think the sprint into the woods was for nothing and the puzzle was too easy. Just make it a two-part challenge, make it an actual puzzle and not a fucking kindergartner's like put the square peg in the square hole type of challenge and or type of puzzle and you have an actual challenge. But Jared, you can put the rhombus in the square hole. Put my rhombus in your square hole. I was sorry, I was trying to quote the one TikTok where the lady gets very upset that everything goes in the square hole. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen that one. You've seen that one? No. Oh, I gotta look it up after this. <laughs> it's it's a it's art. So it's, I defaulted to hitting on you. It's very good. Okay. Anyway, yes, they need a second section, and in the future when they use this puzzle, they use it as a vaulting point to another puzzle, usually. Oh, cool. Or something else. Mm. At okay. least in modern Survivor. Sure. Cool. Did and anyone tell Johnny Fairplay that he was supposed to steer the boat? <laughs> uh, clearly not. Clearly not. He did not know how to steer that boat. Not at all. And Drake goes way off course very early on, and they cannot make up ground afterwards. No, Jeff makes fun of him at some point. He's like... Johnny doesn't know whether they're supposed to be steering or paddling. <laughs> he was. He was trying to, like, paddle with the rudder. And it's so funny to me. It's so bad. I love it. It's painful to watch, man. They ended up both... At one point, like, the camera zooms out, like, to a medium shot. And they're, like, way left of the buoys. Mm-hmm. And then we see, like, Drake grab, grab a couple more... No, sorry, Morgan ah, grab a couple more pieces... And then it does a medium shot again, and they're way to the right of all the buoys. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, they were all over the place, and after that, it didn't even matter anymore. And Jeff does something rare. He talks in the challenge about how it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's like, Michelle, running off in the woods, not gonna matter for a puzzle that it doesn't matter. That is something that would never happen in Modern Survivor. Yeah. Jeff is the ultimate motivator in those moments. I also think it has something to do with just the amount of pure winning that Drake has done. Sure. That he's not afraid to like, you know, ramp one side up a little bit. And again, I think by now he's figured out with like 100% surety that they threw that challenge and is pretty fucking pissed. Yeah. He seems genuinely pissed at the Drake tribe in this episode. He is. (laughs) And... And I am too. I don't blame him. Yeah. So, like... The the sprint off into the wood section was so unimportant that we didn't even see Andrew do it. Yeah. Oh no, we we did for a second. We saw him pull it up. We yeah. saw him have oh, to run. Did we? Yeah, yeah. We saw him have to run through because Jeff's like, no, run through the the flags. Sure, and then, I saw that part. And then we we do see him pull it up and like unwrap it. It's just like very short little clips. Okay. Oh, I did get one quote when Drake finally gets on the beach, Jeff's like, Drake, glad you could join us. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Fucking great. He is the king of sass when it comes to him. And I I do appreciate it. Uh, Daddy Jeff. I'm, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, anyway. Morgan wins. Morgan wins their first reward challenge. They sure do. They sure do. I... <sighs> you know what they win? Soaps and a shower they win more than that. They win soaps, a shower, a pot, water jugs. Mm-hmm. The pot was important. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like there was something else. They seem to be genuinely happy about the water jugs, too. Mm-hmm. So I, it wasn't, like, the most impactful reward in the world. But honestly, as somebody who has camped for several days and really fucking wanted a shower, yeah. they're on, like, what, day 12, day 13, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, I mean, I would be, I'd be real fucking happy <laughs> about that portable shower. Take it. Always take it. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to no, say? No, I was just going to say, like, the way they have this set up is kind of funky, too, of like, okay, Rupert, that reward's going to their camp. Do you want to go back to their camp with them, mm-hmm. shower, and then go to Drake? Or do you want to be back with your tribe? And that feels like you are adding a punishment to Rupert's reward. Yes. Yes. I think that this is a tough one for Rupert to even be like, yeah, I'm going to go enjoy that reward. If it were a food reward, I could see him maybe doing it. Just another piece of evidence that tells me that they did not have this planned. Mm. That they just slapped it together to punish Drake. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. But yeah, he immediately is like, nah, I want to go home. I want to go be with my people. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, and I agree. That's where you should be. Cool. So at Morgan, we're, we're all A's, baby. Everyone's happy. 
Andrew, we're perfectly in sync now. A lot of it was Rupert, but uh, no, everyone's great. We're a great tribe. Rupert gave them the jump start they needed. Yes. They carry it through? They do. And let's be clear, though. Rupert did a lot of the heavy lifting in that last challenge. Oh, 1,000%. Like, he did the dive down. He did. He was a very good rower. He single-handedly also won them that reward challenge. Correct. He single-handedly wins a lot of things. <laughs> But it's like a car. You get it jump-started, and, and then it's going. And then it rolls. Hopefully. Yeah. So everyone's happy. And the guys even respect Dara by not watching her shower. That segment was so gross, man. It... Okay, cool. Dara's being very like, hey, no, my team was, was very... Like, they could have been a bunch of perverts. Sure. But... The, the fact that that has to be said at all is... Uh-huh. Like, the fact that that's not the default, the fact that, we, that like... She has to give them props for not watching her shower yeah. naked is pretty fucked. But, okay, yep, that's fair enough. But you know who was watching her shower? The fucking cameraman! Correct, Jared. Absolutely correct. That... Wild they put that on TV. We did not need that. No. No. I mean, it, w- it was obscured. So, like, if you're not if you're not watching and you're just listening to us, I, I don't know why you're doing that. But I appreciate you. It, it is obscured. There's something in the way. But still. Hardly. Very strange. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, this is, I mean. Well, I, I know why they did it. Yes. Sex sells, but it's gross. They, they saw the over-the-top reaction to last season's naked showering scene. They're yeah. like, we need more of that. No. No, I agree. <laughs> Let's not. So at Drake. You're already humiliating these people. Like, <laughs> just. Let her be. Yeah. So at Drake, Rupert's home. Rupert's happy. I don't need to share in the reward. I just wanted to be home. And we we talk a little bit about Rupert. And we talk about... They knew he wasn't going to flip, right? Seems that way. Yeah. yeah. Or he's defending himself for the Drake tribe. Because he's like, the other team knew I wasn't going to flip. They tried to get me to flip. But uh, they knew that someone from Drake is going to win. Yeah, I mean, we kind of see that, too, right? Like, we see that... Not that someone from Drake's going to win the game, but, like, we see that, like... We don't see any footage of them being like, Hey, Rupert, um, Alliance? Huh? We, I'm huh? sure they tried. Huh? It's It goes so uneventfully, they don't put it on TV. Yes, correct. That says a lot. They just... Rupert came in, was their red beret, and then left. Yeah. Yeah. So then Andrew shows up to steal, and this is... This is a very humble steal. This is Andrew showing up and being like, we need food. We need food real bad. Yeah, Rupert's like, listen, I've been to your camp. You can take anything you want. Them's the rules. Yeah. I'm going to show you what you should take. Correct. Here, I laid out some rice. You want it? Here's some rice in a bag. You could take the tin. I don't think you're going to take the tin. But you could take the tin. Here's enough rice for the next three days or four days or five days or however long till we think the merge is. Yeah. See you at the challenge. (laughs) Yeah. And he does, he takes the bag, and then Rupert's like, come here, let me fill up the bag a little more for you. <laughs> Rupert's such a good guy. Yeah. And I don't think it's an act. It could be. Maybe it's just a really good act, but it doesn't seem like it. I don't think it's an act. Yeah. And then a nice little aside from Rupert at the end there. There's probably a danger in being too much in control of both tribes. Yeah. That's some of fucking awareness. Mm-hmm. Notice it doesn't actually change anything he's doing and will not change any i predict will not change anything that he's doing but he at least acknowledges that it's dangerous yeah he knows that what he's doing is dangerous but he still kind of wants to do it so yeah rupert's doing his thing but andrew is also trying to play the diplomacy game because he's like hey it's all kind of a game i think emerge is coming soon and i want to be part of them yeah yeah andrew wants to jump ship to the Drake tribe, which is interesting because he has like a group of four. But I guess if you are convinced that you're going to be on the losing side, the smaller side, I guess you do your best. Grass is greener on the other side, baby. Yeah. I don't know. Just being the bottom of the other side doesn't seem super great. Although, I guess you can try to take Johnny Fairplay's spot. (laughs) Do you think that works? If he, as the leader of the other tribe, was like, nah, I'm out, bye. Do you think that works? It's difficult. Okay. I think it's possible. I don't... It's a very narrow path. You need a lot of things to go right for you. You need to 
frame your leadership as a time of con- as as something you did out of convenience and necessity. And hey, my contract's up. We got to the merge. I did my I did my job. I I did my time. Twelve years of it, Azkaban. <laughs> you also need the majority tribe or majority alliance who have big enough cracks that it is worth you joining one of them to flip on the other side of it or to not be directly on the bottom. Interestingly, I think, I don't know if Andrew can do number one, but number two, I think, exists. Because I don't know if she, what they're going to consider Sean. Like, if they get, I don't, I don't, they're not merged yet. So I don't know, like, sure. if, but if Sean's there for the merge, I don't know if he'll try to flip to Morgan. Yeah. If he doesn't, then, okay, sure, maybe you're ahead of Sean on the on the chart. And then, well, Johnny Fairplay is a fucking idiot. And Johnny seems, Fairplay is Johnny Fairplay. He seems like to yell at people and harass women, so I'm sure at some point people will get sick of him. Although, weirdly enough, they seem attached to him. Who does? Drake. The entirety of Drake? Even Sandra, who yells at him, <laughs> then, like... It seems like almost like she sees him like a little brother sometimes. Mm. Where, like, they'll get in screaming matches, mm-hmm. but then... There's never a point where we see Sandra, besides being like, John's an idiot, and John being like, ah, she's not going to win a million dollars. Like, we never see them be like, I cannot wait to get rid of this guy, or like, once the merge is done, like, I'm getting rid of him. The closest we see is that that little Johnny Fairplay sure. chunk from, like, episode two. That's very, very perceptive, though. I, I don't think I would have been, like, me as a child watching this, I wouldn't have been like, yeah, they, I think that they have a nice working relationship. I just thought they hated each other. They're both so volatile, Sandra and Johnny Fairplay, but then they also get over it super quickly from what we see. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. that. So, like, maybe there's a crack there you can exploit. But, I, yeah, I don't think it works. I think there's a very... It's a very narrow path to walk to try to make that to work when you're the leader of the other tribe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then we get Tree Mail in, and it's very thinly veiled. It's a food challenge. You're going to eat some gross stuff. I almost ate during this episode, and I'm so glad I didn't. (laughs) And Drake sees this, and they're like, hey, let's come up with a strategy, why don't we? Well, most of Drake is like that. Rupert's like, I found a snake. I found a (laughs) snake. This is my snake. This is my snake friend. (laughs) My snake friend. (laughs) So Trish is nervous about this challenge, and so we're coming up with a scheme that, hey, Michelle's probably pretty good at this. Michelle says she will re- she's yeah. very good at it. She's like, this kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah. So why don't we pretend that Michelle is bad at this so that when it comes down, because we've seen multiple times on Survivor that it comes down to one person having to do it at the end because there was a tie. Yeah, because everyone does it. Yeah. So why don't we just like fake it that she's terrible so that we trick them into picking Michelle which is what we have talked about on this podcast before. Why, Correct. Why haven't they done this? And also, when they showed this, I was like, oh, cool, so it's going to come down to a tie. Uh-huh. Like, um, the, they left this in the episode, it's going to come down to a tie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, we get to the challenge, and Jeff immediately is like, why do you have a snake? <laughs> there's, there's, there's just these moments where Jeff breaks, like, host character, where he's like, just... Suddenly he's just a guy on a beach and being like, what the fuck? Welcome in, everyone. What, why do you what? have a, I'm sorry, Snake? <laughs> yeah, this is Belboa. He's our friend now. You're like, okay. <laughs> a plus name on the snake, though. Correct. Great name. Named after pirate, not Rocky Belboa. Sure. <laughs> and so, challenge. It's a smoothie bar. Survivor smoothie bar. And this <laughs> is all... <laughs> We are spinning a roulette and letting two balls land, and we are blending them together into something, and you have to drink it. I have several questions. Yes, go ahead. Seawater? Yes. That's like poison. Yes-ish. Yeah, I mean, it's not, but like, that's not, it doesn't, seawater doesn't taste bad, it's just gonna make you sick. So like, that's a fucking dick move to put in there, because you, it's one, it's a thing that's like not hard to get down per se, but you're going to feel like shit for like a day afterward. Yes. So cool on that one. You didn't actually add anything to the challenge. You just put this in to fuck with people. Can't you blend it a little longer? <laughs> they're it like, was, they're chewing that smoothie. It was very chunky. <laughs> and yeah. also, it's so much liquid. Well, Jared, 
It needs more liquid. It's a it full... It needs more seawater. It's a full fucking milkshake it glass. Is. It's a lot. It's... It's so much. They did not go easy on them. And you know what? They all did it. So it didn't matter. That's worse. Like, you <laughs> see how that's worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they had all these options. They had things like sardines. They had octopus. They had... Uh, razor clam. Have you ever seen people harvesting razor clam? No. It's the most interesting thing because someone goes up to like a pocket of sand near where the ocean is and you can see like a dent in the sand where something is siphoning oxygen from the surface. Sure. And people go up and they just like dump salt on this pocket. And then the razor clam being like, shit all the water's going away pops straight up out of the hole and people just grab it and take it where did you see this internet okay yeah so wait i the things that i have to look up the lady who gets upset at the square hole and razor clams we're doing that after this episode okay okay anyway all these things make for a gross smoothie but there's also the jeff special where jeff's like I'm just going to throw whatever the fuck I want in there. That was disappointing. I thought it was going to be a different ingredient. Mm, it it should have been. Yeah. And honestly, he could have played with a lot of things. Like squid ink, which I feel like they've done before. Yeah, I don't think squid ink is actually that bad, though. Well, no. But it's 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 all about the mind manipulation, Jared. Sure. When he gets that the first time, he does octopus, and he goes, extra tentacles. And I was like, <laughs> Jeff... Jeff, no. Jeff of 2003, you have not been online enough. You don't know what you're saying. I mean, at the time, that really didn't exist. Oh, I'm sure it did. Might have been more niche, but I am sure it did. (laughs) Okay, well then fine. So yeah, we get through it all, and everyone does pretty okay. Michelle gets to her turn, and she like kind of fakes it at the start, where she's like, ew, ew, ew. But then she gets to her glass and just chugs that thing. Yeah. And everyone on the Drake tribe is like, you fucking moron. Yeah. And then she burps afterwards, cementing the idea that this was no big deal to her. It was great. Was that when Jeff said, nicely done, you freak? Or was that later? I think that was later. I think that was then. It was then? Okay. Because she only goes once. Yeah, I don't remember if it was to her or to somebody else, but I just wrote that quote down because I was like, that's that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been her. I, I actually oh, don't well. remember. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we get through it all. Everyone does it. So then we have the tiebreaker. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to jump past this. I'm so sorry. Go on. Johnny <laughs> Slee's ball fair play. Yeah, sorry. I did take notes on that. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Johnny goes against Dara, and he is hitting on Dara pre-drinking, and it's... uh. It's weird. Yeah, and there was a thing Jeff did in Amazon where he was kind of egging them on. Mm-hmm. And some of it was, I think, part of, like, in good fun. Some of it was like, hey, remember that those ladies that you're objectifying just beat your ass. Mm-hmm. So, haha. This time, it's fully setting up to dunk on Johnny and nothing else. <laughs> where he's like, Dara, if uh, if you didn't have a boyfriend, which also I think was Jeff's way of saying, hey, fuck bag. <laughs> like, yeah. she's got a boyfriend. If you didn't have a boyfriend, would... would like, would you? And she's like, no chance. <laughs> like, it felt like an answer he already knew, or a question he already knew the answer of to. Of course he already knew it's the great. answer. Great. Yeah. Just the whole series of, like, him hitting on her, her being like, mm. and then Jeff being like, all right, let me dunk him to the center of the earth. She, he also asks him what the fingers are about, what oh, the yeah. two peace signs are about, and he doesn't have a coherent answer. It's, it's the Johnny Fairplay moniker. It's... Some I he gives the whole explanation and I could not it's, tell you. It's he does, but it's not coherent. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm just gonna let you have that one because I don't even know. So we get to the the tiebreaker. It's same as always. It's something else, but it's as fast as possible. Yep. And we have a Jeff special in its entirety. He mixes together conch, a rock oyster. Bleeding clam, squid, seawater, and a garnish of sardine. Whole sardine. Whole sardine. It's uh, it's the talking conch from season one, blended up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, this is disgusting. And so it's all horrible. And so of course, can you imagine? I'm so sorry. Can you imagine swallowing chunky fish? 
I mean, yes, because all fish is chunky, but... Okay, but, like, in a smoothie chunky, variety. Chunky fish smoothie. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it's all fucking... You fucking chew it, but, like, you're not... Mm. Salty. I'm gonna vomit on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, they're picking their opponents, and the Drake tribe picks Dara, and the Morgan tribe picks Sandra, and everyone goes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And Sandra... Good effort. Yeah, there was good effort on both yep. sides. And Dara finishes only slightly before Sandra does. This is similar to Austin where it's like, yeah, like Austin and the rope challenge. Like, you did everything you fucking could. You left it all out there. Yeah. But kudos to you. And they both get the smoothie down. It's the sardine that trips them up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta swallow that thing whole, baby. I can't, I can't, I can't swallow things whole like that. Like, oh, really? No. Now, do you take, have you ever taken like a, a really big pill? Like yeah, I, barely. Okay. I've gotten better at it. And at, at first I use, always used to like throw my neck back, which would just close off my neck. Oh yeah, no, I don't do that. And I, I've learned, I'm, I'm, I'm better at it now. <laughs> anyway, we, we talk after the challenge. Okay. Uh, Sandra's worried it's going to be her. And people are calming her. I think it was, who says, like, no, 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 like, you did the best you could. Yeah. I think it was Krista. And Johnny has a gross thing where he's like, a sardine is bigger than Sandra's mind, I guess. Yeah, that's, ugh. That's like, or that's like, what he's like, those are the two, th and like, I know two things, he says that, and then I know that, oh, what's her name? She's voted Michelle. off this episode. Michelle. Michelle. Uh, we you know, know nothing about. Michelle's ego is bigger than her wanting to stay in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we do that. Sean scrambles a little bit where he, he goes up to Rupert. And again, why are we going up to Rupert? Why why is he like the the de facto, I have a plan. I need to tell Rupert. <laughs> it's going against the grain, so I'm going to tell Rupert. This one made more sense to me. Okay. Because this was a... I mean, Rupert is their de facto leader. Sure. But also it's the emotional and also like hey i do more than sean why would you keep me uh -huh. or why would you get rid of sean why would you get rid of me over sean and rupert seems like the person that argument can work on oh and sorry sean came up to rupert first and then we get the michelle oh i did not even remember the sean part of it yeah all right well i just try to erase sean from my mind <laughs> yeah and anyway the the whole michelle and rupert conversation does happen but it happens while she is wrenching her guts out yeah which is really funny rupert just give her five man there's yeah. no rush you got yeah. time let her finish vomiting yeah so everyone has to figure out do we want to keep sean or do we want to keep michelle so tribal happens and sandra has a nice moment at the very beginning where she's like if i know it's if it's me i know why yeah and she's like if you gotta kill me kill me <laughs> fucking do it that's really all you can do and like it's not like she threw the challenge. Like, it's not like she, like, she it's not like she took one sip and then was like, I can't do it. She like, put it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand why she'd be worried, but at the same time, there's zero reason to be worried. Johnny admits that the last reward was the first challenge that we lost. Yeah. At some point, even before he admits it, somebody says, like, we didn't even plan to lose this one. And I was like, whoa, all right, we're just throwing it all out there, huh? <laughs> so Jeff immediately jumps on that and he's like, so you did throw that other challenge. And he's like... You got me. And they he knew. Of Somebody has, knew. has told him by this point. Of course he knew. He wouldn't have asked the question like four times if he didn't yeah. know. Uh, and, and he's like, you see why that's fucking stupid, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Rupert's like, I knew it was the worst mistake in, in the world when they first told it to me, but I couldn't convince them otherwise. Yep. And again, Rupert's ride or die. Rupert's gonna do what the team wants to do. Always. He's always gonna put the team first. Yep. So... We vote. And Michelle is voted out pretty unanimously. Yep. Once again, we keep getting unanimous votes. So these people who are... Well, I guess it wasn't unanimous last time because Michelle was the also right. on that. Yeah. So you take that out. They're a weird alliance. Tell me more. Well, because like, I never... I, I joked a couple episodes ago at like, Sandra and Johnny Fairplay never agreeing on anything again. But they keep working together. Mm -hmm. And they keep respecting each other at least in public settings and then johnny will say shitty things to us on the side <laughs> i feel like it's unsustainable but i do feel like rupert is the glue that holds them together 
Yeah. And also, Rupert is not going to win this game. So at some point, they're going to have to splinter. Because I don't think without Rupert, and maybe to, to, to her credit, though we don't get to see it a lot, maybe Krista as well. I don't think that Sandra and Johnny Fairplay <laughs> are going to work well together. Mm. But we'll see. We'll see. That dynamic is the most interesting to me of any two people. Okay. Well, I can tell you this much. Michelle does not come back. She hardly played this time. <laughs> and there is so little information about Michelle out We there. never really got to see much of her. It, it's very interesting to me. Like, the trivia section... Or the post-survivor section on her wiki page is empty. Wow. It literally says, this section is empty. You can help by adding to it. And there's a funny Reddit thread, as I'm digging and digging, trying to find anything. There's a funny Reddit thread about survivor players who... What are some underrated bad players? Yeah, Michelle's on that list for sure. Michelle Tesoro in Survivor Pearl Islands episode five fucked up about as hard as possible as it is to fuck up on the show. <laughs> on this season in particular. Hey guys, I'll pretend to be the worst in eating gross food so they'll pick me and we'll win. Five minutes later, chug it, chug it. <laughs> yeah, she's chugging like a fucking frat boy at a kegger. What yeah. are you doing? And gives a nice burp at the end. Yeah, yeah picks the wrong, so is on the winningest tribe of all time. Yeah. Ends up, and not not her fault, doesn't seem like it's her plan, but, you know, that tribe throws a challenge. Ends up on the wrong side of of an alliance. Then can save herself by, you know, acting <laughs> in a challenge. Refuses to do that, goes home. Yeah. Just a reminder, acting is not for everyone. Correct. <laughs> How would she do in Future Survivor? I don't know. Because we hardly got to see her on this on this season of That's, Survivor. It's fair. No. <sighs> There's a... At least in the last, like, five seasons, or maybe four, there's two types of, I'd say, women under 30 that get cast. And maybe it's not even get cast, but, like, the way that they play. And, like, Michelle ends up in the Shauna category, where I don't know why you're here, Mm. and it doesn't seem to be to win the game. And maybe that's the editor's fault. Maybe that's the... Maybe that's her fault. Maybe that's just bad luck of the draw of who she ended up around and who she chose. But we never hear their strategy. We never... I mean, in Shauna's case, we learned some about her, but we learned about her as the, oh, I want to go home. Wait, no, I want to make out with Alex. <laughs> and it's the the opposite of, like, the Nalia's and the, I mean, Jenna, who won last season. Mm-hmm. So since that role doesn't really ever seem to do that well, and maybe that's letting a conclusion draw out its methods... Maybe that's maybe she's editing that way because she didn't do well. It's, who cares about her game? She never made any moves. Yeah. But I just feel like she's always a pre-merge vote. I'm she, cool with it. Yeah. I, I, maybe there's more of a path there for her, but I can't imagine what it is because we didn't see any of yeah. it. Part of me wants to give her a little bit of credit that she did hitch herself to a bad horse very early on, and she had no way really out of that. Yeah, I mean, well, yes. You could have had better awareness early on to be like, I see where this is going, but I don't know. And if, you, if you've made it publicly aware that this is the three that you're making it, then it's hard to do that. But then even, like, I feel like Johnny, like in that night scene of like Johnny and Sean being like, oh, fuck Burton though. Mm. Like, I feel like that was a, a better Survivor player could use that. Could sure. use that and be like, Guys, do you really buy this act? Like, do you do you trust Sean at all when he just when he it took one word from somebody else for him to stab his closest ally in the back, and you want to get rid of him and not me? And she didn't. So all tea leaves point towards probably just being a really easy first person in your alliance boot. Sure, she did at least have the the foresight to like, or at least the awareness to go up to Rupert and be like, "Hey, keep me over Sean." Yeah. Like, that is the move that you had to make. Because nobody else, maybe Johnny Fairplay, <laughs> nobody else would have been going. Sure. Uh, your protagonist of the episode. Rupert. This is literally Rupert's episode. It's the Rupert episode. The title is named after him. It's correct. So, yeah. I mean, this is the story of, wait, look how good Rupert is at Survivor that he can literally just flip the game on its head by changing tribes. Yeah. Like, him alone, changing tribes, can flip the entire game on its head. Yep. Cool. Then that's all I got. 
Let's end the episode with a bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for hanging out, listening, sending in your emails, sending us questions. Lots of good stuff out there. Just a reminder that our next episode, the next one that you're going to hear, is not a regular episode. It's our one-year anniversary special, baby! So we got a little a little fun game that I'm going to play with Jared here. And uh, that's I'll leave you hanging there. Jared, anything you want to promote? Yeah, uh, this is about the time of the season I usually try to do it, promote promoting us. Please uh, tell your friends, families, loved ones, enemies, people that love Survivor, people that love to hear bullshit, um, <laughs> people that hate police. It's Those are great target audiences for us. So, And leave your reviews. Yeah, we love reviews. We love uh, We love when you say things about how good we are. Or how bad we are. That's fair. Email those to us, though, please. Don't, don't, don't put those <laughs> on, a, on a review. Uh, I'm going to promote, if you have a health savings fund and you're like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this money before it expires at the end of the year, I bought, like, not a Theragun, but a Theragun. It was $200 of money that I had already spent in my FSA, so, like, hell yeah. My back is atrocious, and it is great. Literally free money. It's literally free money. That I misappropriated earlier in the year. So here we go. <laughs> what do you mean misappropriated? I mean, I get to pick how much goes in the health savings fund. And I, I ah. put more in there than I needed. But it is not the end of the year, so I might still need it. Such a dad thing. I, I would rather have more money in there. But well, I guess... It's all a game, really. You'd rather have a Theragun. I have a Theragun. I did plan, like, if I had extra, I was going to do it. I just pulled the gun much earlier than I anticipated. <laughs> okay, that's it. For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. My host Steven, this is Jared. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm definitely looking up our reviews. <laughs> Do it. <laughs>